It's Friday, the 25th of August, and it's been a few days since I've recorded an episode. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Part of the reason that I haven't recorded an episode in a few days is because I'm actually worried about recording too many episodes. And the, the reason I'm not quite sure how I feel about that is because when I originally started this podcast, it was actually just for me. It was a way to document my process. And I told myself that I wasn't going to care how many views it got how, or how many listeners it got. Um, but that's a lot easier said than done, right? It, when you're making something, it's, it's easier to say you don't care about uh, how much attention it gets than it is to um, actually not care about it. And I was worried that if I recorded a bunch of episodes that um, it would it would alienate the people who are listening. So I guess, you know, that's not a bad thing. I'm definitely concerned about the listeners and wanting to provide content that they enjoy. But at the same time, I have to remember that this was originally for me and that I need to, I guess, as as selfish as this sounds, I need to prioritize um, the podcast for me over for my listeners, since that was the original uh, intent of it, was to document the process for me. And of course, if other people find that useful, then that's great. Um, That's part of why I'm making it public, is so that other people can experience that and hopefully learn from my journey, uh, my victories and mistakes. But I still have to remember that it was originally for me and I've found it to be already very helpful in the process of making Wazard, and uh, it's it's helpful for me to kind of get my feelings and thoughts out somewhere, um, especially when I'm struggling with stuff. And this week was a struggle. Uh, I've been working on the Kickstarter page, and that the working on the Kickstarter has forced me to consider the the long term a bit more right uh i think i've just been kind of focusing on like okay get the demo out by friday or whatever and it's like all been short term stuff um and i think that kind of mentality is really good for pre-production but you know i'm approaching production that's why i'm doing a kickstarter and and I, it forces me to consider the long term, which is a better approach and maybe mentality for production. But that has been difficult for me at the same time, considering the long term. And I think it's because it's not that long. Uh, I've given myself such a strict deadline for this project and, and I overscoped it uh, for that deadline, pretty much. Uh, you know, I think if you have a year to make a game, then your, your prototype should be about a week, but you know, a a month long prototype is probably a two year game. And, and this was a month long prototype and I had half a year (laughs) to make it. So I think it's just too much. So I have to consider, I have to think about 
my goals and, you know, my five-year plan, I originally wrote the plan in January. And at that time, I was expecting to finish up my book relatively quickly and launch it. But obviously, I ran into more issues around the book. And, and so it made it harder for me to um, focus on m- making a game this year. And, you know, I, at some point in the year, I was like, well, releasing in December is a bad idea. So I'm going to count releasing in January as releasing this year. But I'm definitely feeling concerned about that even. Uh, I, th- I think Wazard has been doing incredibly well on itch.io. There are a lot of people playing the demo. I've gotten, I think in the last three days, I've gotten over a thousand plays. Uh, so, you know, those of you who are listening to the last episode when I was talking about organic growth, um, then I then Matt Hackett and I posted um, our YouTube videos and uh, and I got a bunch of non-organic growth, right? Uh, a bunch of a bunch of plays from people from YouTube, essentially. And there's still a lot of um, organic players as well. If I've been looking at the analytics for the game, and a lot of the plays are coming from itch.io and not from my YouTube channel still. So that's really fun to see. Although it's possible people are going to itch and then searching the game. Uh, although a lot of these plays are coming from, you know, like um, itch.io's categories. So people are finding the game in browser games and stuff. Um, but what this leaves, the position that this leaves me in is one where I have to consider my goals and consider this game and what is best for this game. And I don't think that releasing the game in January is best for this game. Uh, And this brings me to another distinction between pre-production and production, which is that in pre-production, the question is, um, what can I make in this amount of time? And then in production, the question is, how long will it take me to make this? And I think those are two mentalities to the kind of two phases of development that are important. You know, in pre-production, you go, okay, I have a month. What can I make in a month? And is it good? Uh, but then once you reach production, you have to go, okay, what is best for this game? How long is it going to take me to make this? because there's so much content, you have like a list of content that you need and you have to try and estimate how long it's going to take you to make that content. And you can't just, you can cut content obviously, uh, but you have to consider what's best for the game. And a roguelite that has hardly any content is not going to be good. You have to, there's kind of a minimum amount of content that you have to create in order to be best for that particular game and that genre that you're making. A lot of games might have shorter production cycles or phases, uh, you know, like Tetris. Think about Tetris. The production the production phase of Tetris was probably much shorter than the pre-production. Pre-production was probably a lot of experimentation to try and find systems and mechanics that worked well for the game. And then production was basically like, I need to add a menu and some music and 
sound effects and polish this up and I don't have to make a bunch of content for this. So, you know, the, the length of each phase is going to be different, or maybe you're making a traditional RPG and you're going to use RPG maker. Um, Pre-production is probably going to be pretty short because you're not really introducing very many new mechanics. In fact, your pre-production would probably be more about exploring your characters and what they're like. And it would, your pre-production phase might not even deal with the engine itself. You might just be writing, you know, going through a bunch of writing to explore your characters. And then once you have those characters kind of figured out, then you're going to have a very long production phase as you write the story and you create the game. But, you know, it's all going to be mostly production. And that's an important thing to keep in mind. And I don't want to rush Wazard. I feel like with End Hall, I rushed production. I talk about this in my book. When I released End Hall, I had a nice pre-production cycle and, and found some mechanics that were really good. But then because I rushed production, there wasn't enough content for the game. And that's what killed the game, in my opinion. Um, I mean... <laughs> That's it. It's in the opinion of the reviewers as well. Um, the negative reviews and even some of the positive reviews just talk about how, you know, the core of the game is great, but there's just not enough content. And that's a lesson that, you know, I don't want to, like, I learned that lesson um, in my head, but in practice, I have to apply it now. I have to make sure that I don't rush production for Wazard. So this puts me in a dilemma, which is, do I adjust my five-year plan to account for this situation, or do I try and come up with some game to release this year still and release Wazard next year, uh, you know, when it's ready? Make sure that I give it the production, uh, the amount of time it needs for production. So, you know, those are my options. Do I basically postpone my five-year plan so that I don't have to release a game this year and I start releasing a game, releasing games next year? Or do I try and rush out a game this year still um, that isn't Wazard, put something on Steam, a smaller game, right? Scope it really small, and then just have Wazard be planned for next year. And I don't know the answer to that question yet. The one thing that I do know is that releasing Wazard by January is not the right decision. That's that's just obvious to me at this point. It needs more time for production than, I mean, it's August. So it's at the end of August. So we have September, October, November, December, January. That would be a five-month production cycle. And I don't know, maybe I could do it in five months, but I'd rather give myself the time to not feel rushed and make sure that I get it right. Uh, I feel like I need at least six to eight months and I don't want to rush it. I don't know. I don't know what I do. I guess, I guess the easy answer is to uh, start making some prototypes. And if I can come up with a small prototype that I think is worth releasing on steam and polish that up for release this year, then I could do that, you know. I've been considering like Solitaire, uh, like a variant on Solitaire, 
as like an interesting thing to make and then publish on Steam for a dollar and, you know, count that as reaching my goal this year and have Wazard for next year. Uh, it sound, I, I would rather not do that. I would rather just postpone my, my goal um, and start my five-year plan essentially next year since I released my book this year. I mean, I released my book and I completely re-recorded my Godot, my one-bit Godot course for Godot 4. And I'm also making another course. I've got a lot on my plate right now. <laughs> I'm still I'm still working through stuff with the book because, you know, shipping issues. There's books that got lost, either lost in the mail or stuck somewhere. I'm trying to resolve those issues. I've been feeling it extra this week because the longer that I go without working on Wazard, the more the more overwhelmed I start to feel. Um, so like yesterday, I was feeling pretty overwhelmed and I took, it was literally two and a half hours. That's it. I took two and a half hours and I worked on Wazard and I made some really good improvements to it. And by the end of those two and a half hours, I was already feeling better about the project because I'd taken the time to actually work on it. Working on the Kickstarter, working on the Steam page, I know that those are technically part of working towards releasing a game, but it doesn't feel like working on the game. It just feels like extra stuff around the game. And it starts to like, it starts to wear on you, or at least me, it starts to wear on me, you know? I've been doing the voiceover recording for the Kickstarter and working on the trailer and I'm hoping to have a draft for the trailer ready by today, actually, um, by the end of today. That's the goal for this week is to have a draft trailer video. It doesn't even have to be the final one, just something that I can start showing to people and getting feedback on. So that's what I've been doing, you know, working on that and working on the Steam page. I made some updates to the Steam page this week as well, which isn't live still. Um, it's not ready to be live, so uh, I have to kind of wait there still. And I think that's part of why I'm feeling so stressed about my timeline too, is just because um, I have to run a Kickstarter. So sure, I have five months, but if I do a Kickstarter, you could pretty much take a month out of your out of your development time uh, if you do a Kickstarter. It, the crowdfunding, running a crowdfunding campaign is its own job and it takes away from the time that you get to work on the game. And it's worth it because you get an idea of whether or not people are going to pay for your game. And that's a really important thing to find out before you move into production. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just a lot. So that's how, that's just kind of me brain dumping how I'm feeling today. Um, let's talk about what I did yesterday in that two and a half hours real quick. So I created a, a dungeon um, theme or skin system where I can uh, reskin the dungeon and some of the assets in the dungeon um, to fit some theme. And what this will do will add some variation to the dungeon backgrounds. So um, first of all, it allows the player to easily tell which level of the dungeon they're in. If they're in level one, it's going to be kind of the, the 
happier or blue looking dungeon that starts out and level two it kind of turns into this ash dungeon to fit with the fire theme because you know you're fighting the fire dragon and uh though you're fighting um well i also added fire slimes now so um they're these kind of reddish slimes that when you kill them instead of bursting into two new slimes they burst into um, some projectiles that shoot out into the room and this uh like just doing that and adding the fire slimes, I feel like really helped with some screenshots to add some variety to the screenshots, which were all feeling very samey. I noticed that in the kick in the screenshots for the Steam page, it was all feeling very samey. And you know, you want to give an indication of how much variation there is in the game, and using your artwork, your backgrounds, and stuff can indicate that variation, right? So having new enemies is one way, but then signaling to the player that this dungeon has some variation as well. Like there's something different about level two than there is about level one. And your artwork can signal that to the player. And it's really important because um, if you don't signal the amount of content that you're planning, like in the Kickstarter, then your players are going to think that the game isn't going to have very much content. They're going to assume that it doesn't have variation or it doesn't have very much content. And Hall suffered from this as well. I think all the screenshots look relatively similar. And and which is, <laughs> to be fair, that's a good indicator of the amount of content that the game has. So, you know, you want to both have a lot of content and have a lot of variation in that content and also signal that to the player through your artwork. So you want to have both, right? You don't want to trick the player, make it look like there's a bunch of content when there isn't. That's not what you're trying to do. You're just trying to accurately represent the amount of content. So that was good. Uh, it was really satisfying to do that. I used custom resources for it so I can easily add new um, new variations to the dungeons and then adding the fire slime was fun. And then last night I got out my notebook before going to bed and I started writing down some improvements to the current enemies that I have and some new enemy designs. And that's kind of what I'd like to get into um, to really polish that up for when I release the Kickstarter. Cause I want to have a solid uh, demo ready for the Kickstarter. So when I launch the Kickstarter, I want to have a demo with a lot of polish and variation um, and a good difficulty curve because right now I think the game's too easy. So um, in iterating on the enemy designs will help with that uh, and have that all ready for a demo for the Kickstarter. And I am planning on doing the Kickstarter next month. So I will be launching the Kickstarter next month. I don't know when yet. Uh, but it will be next month because I don't want to wait too long on the Kickstarter. I'd rather, I'd rather launch the Kickstarter a bit early and get, but, but then have that extra time after the Kickstarter for production. I don't want to delay production very long. And the longer the Kickstarter takes to get ready, the longer it delays production. And I don't want to do that. So 
Uh, that's going to be it for this episode today. Those are my thoughts, and uh, hopefully you find some value in them. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you all in the next episode.